The Last Word on Business. With Fitzgerald Power, offering innovative corporate finance solutions for every business challenge. FitzgeraldPower.ie Ian Guider, business columnist with the Business Post, is with us. Ian, new figures from the Central Statistics Office showing property prices continuing to slow down. Uh, what's been happening to house prices? Evening, Nathan. I think if you look at these figures since the start of the year, you get a trend that house prices are actually falling. So what the CSO are pointing out is that if you take last May until the end of May this year, prices have increased by 2.4%, but dig down a little bit into the numbers and prices have fallen every month this year. They were down by 0.2% in May of this year. And I think a lot of people out there will be thinking, well, that's great. I can now afford prices that they're coming down. But there is a danger here. And I think the real problem is prices are falling because we're running up against the big issue of people not being able to meet mortgage repayments. The average price across the country is €315,000. In Dublin, it's about about €435,000. And people, I think, are running up, up against the limits of what they can afford to borrow and repay. And that would suggest to me that prices are going to continue falling for the rest of this year. And I get, again, I know people will just say, well, that's great. But the problem you have here is there'll be a lot of people, particularly who are trading up or trading down and selling a house, will say, well, I'm actually not going to sell it if I don't get the price I want for it. And again, as interest rates continue to rise and we're going to have further interest rate increases next week, that will just hit the amount of money people can afford to repay. And that will mean they won't be able to afford a home. So I think, well, there'll be initial re- initial reaction here to say, look, I think it's great house prices are falling. The consequences of it, I think, are something that we really should be concerned about as I said, the two reasons there, the affordability issue and also people who are saying, look, well, I'd love to sell my house, but I actually can't because I can't get the money I want for it, either to trade up or trade down or make a bit of money out of it. And there is value to be had. My hometown of Ballyhonus, the least expensive place to buy a house in all of Ireland. 127,000 is the cheapest place in Ireland. And what's happening here is if you dig down to those figures again, we see house prices in Dublin falling, but places around the rest of the country rising. So outside of Dublin, prices going up by 4.5% on average. But all we're doing is pushing a house price problem from people who want to buy in Dublin saying, well, actually, no, I can't afford to live in Dublin. I can't afford to live in the commuter belt. I'll move even further afield. And that pushes up prices across the rest of the country, which isn't good for local people. So if you're somebody in Ballyhonas, Nathan, if any of your friends want to buy, well, they'll now be competing not just with your neighbours, but with people from all across the country who are seeking value or just seeking any home that they can afford right now. This is something that is a crisis in housing, that it is all across different things. It's rental, it's affordability, it's interest rates, and it's only getting worse. And it's something that will get worse because the European Central Bank will continue to put up interest rates, and that's going to have on knock-on consequences for months to come. And also, not good news today and surprising news that there's been a drop in the number of sales of land for housing so far this year and given the demand you're talking about for new housing you would have thought there'd be plenty of interest in buying development land and that's it. You would say to yourself, well, the prices are or have gone up so much over the last number of years. If there is such a demand out there, people want to get on the housing ladder. Why aren't building sites changing hands? Sherry Fitzgerald, the big estate agents across the country, they have totted up the number of land deals that have happened for residential development sites. And they've said there's been a 65% drop in the number of deals. 37 building sites changed hands in the first six months of this year. Last year at this stage, 
it was almost 120. And again, you're getting into the same issues here. Affordability is a problem. So if you're a builder who wants to buy a site and develop it, chances are you're going to have to borrow that money. Well, the interest rate has gone up for somebody to build those homes, and that is going to cause you a problem. Secondly, and this is probably the more serious concern, is nobody is going to buy a building site or a plot of land out there now unless it has planning permission because there's a lot of NIMBYs out there who don't like developments, particularly of apartments. We know politicians like to interfere in the planning process and make their own objections to planning. So those sites, unless you've got planning, they are not going to change hands. And as I said, the bigger issue will be can you get funding from a bank or an investment firm to build out on these sites? And right now, people are sitting on their hands. They're watching has prices themselves. They're also watching construction costs. And a lot of people in the building trade will tell you, until we know what's going to happen over the next couple of months around our costs and our funding and our financing, we're actually not going to start buying a plot of land out there. And that has that knock-on effect on people out there looking to buy their home. It takes a couple of years from the time somebody buys a site get planning permission and the start building and complete it. So all we're doing is just storing up more problems around supply and the cost of housing. We heard in our news bulletin earlier that the Low Pay Commission is expected to recommend a 12% increase in the minimum wage from next year. How much will it mean the minimum wage is going up by? Well, it's going to get an average of €1.40 per hour to €12.70. And already the reaction, even though we haven't actually seen sight of this report from the Low Pay Commission, we have had plenty of reaction from unions out there who say it's not enough. ICTU, the body that represents all the trade unions in the country, they want a €2 per hour increase. And IBEC, the body that represents all the big businesses out there, they are saying many of their members cannot afford this increase and they're calling on the government to hold off on it, or at least to phase it in. It would be, according to some economists out there, that if this increase of 12% goes ahead, it would still be below what inflation has cost workers over the last number of years. And the other big issue for businesses is, look, this is the minimum wage. Mm. The government, over the next couple of years, have promised to put in place something called the living wage, which is calculated as, well, it'll be 60% of average earnings, and that would mean the minimum wage would have to go from where it is right now, far beyond that €1.40 an hour increase that's being proposed, all the way up to somewhere around €15 Euro per hour. So I think we're going to be hitting, heading into a battle between unions and the government and employers over can this be afforded by employers out there who would point out that while we do have workers on the minimum wage, if we put that figure up, all the other people out there who are on separate pay agreements, they will have to go up by that amount too. And that just adds to our costs. And can we afford it? And would we have to lay off staff as a result? Ian Guider, thanks as always. The last word with Matt Cooper and Life Pharmacy. Expert advice to keep the whole family healthy. Life Pharmacy. Live better together. Today.